Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo, and Fios Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. everyone. Welcome to This Feels Terrible, the podcast. I'm your host, Erin McGathy. Uh, this week on the podcast, I have the uh, the very funny host of You Made It Weird and national comedian, comedy star, Mr. Pete Holmes. Uh, we had a very uh, a nice talk. We, uh, we both come from similar backgrounds uh, and also love talking a lot. <laughs> so um, please enjoy this episode of uh, This Feels Terrible with Mr. Pete Holmes. Here we go. Nobody in therapy is going to hear you. Should not not to say that you're not persuasive or influential, but if right. somebody listens, oh no, that's not like, what it was. Forget therapy because right. of what you said. Then they yeah, were yeah. probably but I'm seeing like a 14 therapist. year old that's like, should I go to therapy or should I not? And they're like, well, my hero Erin McGathy, the most amazing woman on the planet, doesn't like it. Right, but my other hero Pete Holmes loves it, <laughs> so maybe I will go. No, I don't. I don't. I hope there's somebody who has two heroes. Why? You well, you need a boy hero and a girl hero. Yeah. Sure. Why don't you like it? I mean, why? I mean, by the way, I don't, I don't care. Right. No, you know what no, I mean. No, right. I, yeah, I care. Yeah. I'd like to yeah. hear why you're not into it, but I don't. Um, it doesn't bother me that you're not into it. I like. I wouldn't rule out being into it later in my life, and by that I don't mean like when I'm after, 60. You've, I after mean, you've like already established <laughs> all the bad patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've tried it several times before. I also like I like looking back at it. I know that I just happen to have like several like weird bad experiences. Therapists? Yeah, therapists and Wait, what does that mean? I need to know what a weird bad were they inappropriate? <laughs> um well, uh, I therapist slash ex-boyfriends. No, not really. No, I'm kidding. Um, I was like, if you're dating your therapist, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like, you're the worst therapist ever. Yeah. Make me come again. <laughs> um, ew, make me come again. No, I liked it. It's just so <laughs> it's so daylighty. I want to I want to join you in that arena. I had sex with recently with somebody that doesn't come, and that that's always weird. <laughs> But then, but then you get used to it. She, what was that? I'm only saying this so you won't feel vulnerable. You know? oh, okay. Not, I know it's your okay. show and you no, feel I, fine. I, thri- I thrive on feeling uh, vulnerable. Yeah, but me too. I like that alive feeling of like, oh, I shouldn't be saying this. But like, I've dated girls or, or seen girls that don't come. And there's a weird thing at the, at, at the beginning, you're kind of like, well, this is a bummer. Right. And then eventually it just becomes like, well, that's one less thing to worry about. Like Forrest Gump when he found out that Lieutenant Dan put all their money in Apple. <laughs> You're just like, oh, well. And then it just becomes, uh, it's certainly not ideal. Sure. Um, have you ever, this is, I'm not, I'm not making a statement here. I'm really asking, have you ever worried that you're the lowest common denominator and that? Oh, no. No. Oh, okay. That's good. I'm very confident. Okay. In most things. <laughs> the way that you're looking at me right now is like, oh, I'm like, who do you think nice you're talking to? to? <laughs> my name is Pete Holmes. Well, I'm just, well, I'm thinking about my, I'm projecting, I'm thinking about my own insecurities. Like, if, uh, 
I mean, I think women especially, I mean, because it's different because yep. it's, it's much harder for a woman to come during sex than it is for a man. Sure. So we're the only ones that are like, whoops, too quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's never happened with a girl. They're like, or wow, if it awesome. doesn't happen, like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. That what's happens going on. a lot. I'll, I'll not come a lot. Right. So like that. So not so, a lot. <laughs> I mean, I hope you're not coming right now. No, I'm not coming right for now. For the stretch of this podcast. I'm almost coming. But you know, we've had some tequila. If you feel comfortable. I enough. haven't had it yet. Oh, it's, oh, it looks like a rocket ship or like a squid monster. That's pretty cute. I like it a lot. But um, no, if if you know, it's interesting. I'm trying to write material about this right now because here's something that I I don't hear too many guys discussing. Sex for me, I like having sex every three days, or every third day. <laughs> so I like fucking and then two days off, and then fucking and then two days off. One of the worst things in the world, in my experience, and which is limited. People, uh-huh. that, and you said that you listen to my show, right. so you know I grew up religious, and I, I, I just went right. uh, until I was twenty eight. I was married to the first person I'd slept with, mm-hmm. so I don't really know what I'm doing. But it, in my limited experience, if you have sex with somebody. <clears throat> And then, uh, see, the first time you go out with somebody and, and maybe, uh, the first time you sleep with them, it's so electric. You know what I mean? And like, uh, there's, there's all this, there's this subtle language of like, oh, she's touching my leg and all this sort of stuff. And I wonder if we're going to kiss and I wonder what she kisses like. And I wonder if we're going to have sex and I wonder what she has sex like. I wonder if she'll like this and that or all this, all this exploration. It's all novel and new. And then the worst thing you can fucking do, in my opinion, after you have a magical night of first time sex with somebody is fuck them the next night. <laughs> Fuck them in the morning. I'm a big advocate of that. Right. But that's still the same it's event. It's like a, a continuation. It's a continuation. Postscript it's, to it, the first. Fucking, your dick doesn't know the sun went up and went down. It doesn't right. matter. It's the epilogue. It's, it's the, the epilogue. Yes, it's a bonus Samuel track. Samuel Jackson is looking out the window and you're like, holy shit, you're yeah. going to be in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> is that an Avengers reference? Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> no, lame. <laughs> no, I like it a lot. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I got it. I call that a sweet leery because it's a reference. And oh. Dennis Leary was in the movie The Ref. So I say sweet Leary, meaning <laughs> ref. Oh, my God. But so in that situation, I don't know how I got on this. But if you if you have sex with somebody and then you're like, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. And then they just show up uh, or whatever. And you just meet and you know you're going to have sex. It's the worst. Right. It's the worst thing in the world. Hmm. You can, so that's why you fucking then you have a couple days off. And then it's like an appetite. Okay. okay. I'm so, I know I'm talking a lot. No, I, I have no, two speeds fine. like talking no. a lot or like not. I feel really like I'm, I'm learning a lot about you. I think that, that, Is that true? Really, yeah. I, I, um, that's really interesting. Well, the, the second night thing, um, it's, it's the same as doing a play. You know, the second performance of any run is always Fucking shitty. Perfect. Second, second night, perfect. first. The first night you're like, oh shit. And you're shit. trying to recreate what you had before. I haven't done a lot of theater, but I know exactly what you're talking about. The opening right. night is so exciting. You nail the monologue. Yeah. It gets a spontaneous applause. And then the ne- next night, you're doing it knowing that you could get an applause. There's a mm-hmm. way to do the monologue in a way that ends in applause. Right. But then the jokes aren't hitting the same. They don't. And, the, and, yeah, and there's the same something response. in mm-hmm. your posture and in your voice that goes, last night's crowd applauded. And it's the way that you're going down on the person. It's like, this made them come last time. <laughs> it's the same thing as an applause during Rumors, the play I was in. <laughs> it's a Neil Simon play. Rumors so anyway. Play. That, that, that's interesting. So that means that you... Be, because I, I understand, I understand what you're saying, and I feel, I feel like I, I relate a little bit maybe when... But I, I don't feel... Like I agree completely with what? Well, oh. with the second night thing, because I, I I think that I've felt that way before when it when it's that kind of sex that's 
like surely at the beginning of a relationship when everything is hitting and you're moving the right way Mm -hmm. and you're feeling sexy and cool and maybe there's rain, you know, like all of those things. And then, and then the next time you have sex, you, you feel this need to like perform the same way, but it's not hitting. But I, I think like you must view sex as a performance or as a reflection of you. Yeah, I suppose so. I think we should clarify, and I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with this clarification. If I'm if I'm dating somebody, I'm mm-hmm. talking about the the fucking again the next night thing. Uh-huh. Can often be if if you're not dating, if you just meet somebody, sure, yeah. and you hit it off, and then you have sex. Well, probably more so, like if it's a one night stand. If or it's a like if that, it's a yeah. one night stand or something like that, uh, it's called a one night stand for a reason. You shouldn't make it a two night stand. Right, right. Uh, let it be one night, and then maybe see them later. But mm-hmm. like th- that electricity of are we aren't we makes the sex so much better. And yeah. then, and I, again, I'm I, I'm so puritanical. I have to qualify that I don't do that often, but I have done that. <laughs> and then that's when that's where you get that electricity and that mm-hmm. excitement. Now, if I'm dating somebody, I actually have to go. Uh, I have to fight my impulse to go the other way. I tend to. I tend to. Um, uh, date, go on a uh, date with a girl. And if mm-hmm. I like her, and I stop doing this, but it's only, it's not because I don't want to do it. I want to do it. Right. I date a girl and we go out and, uh, we sleep together. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, and I've done this a couple times, I've, you know, with different girlfriends, you just keep going. Yeah. You have a marathon date. And right. that's different. That's not, now, now you've broken the seal and you fuck and that's something that you do, like play tennis. Mm-hmm. And now you can do that and you want to keep doing it because you're emotionally invested in the mm-hmm. person. Unfortunately, I, or fucking, unfortunately, I hate that. I have so much churchy in me. I have well, so much Well, then the entire thing. Well, and, and I think I told you this backstage at my live show. But before we go further, I also grew up in a super religious environment. My dad is a minister. Okay. And my mom was a theology professor. Wow. So I grew up th- like virgin until I wasn't. When? Uh, well, I, I was about to say, like, it, it, this isn't that late at all, but 17. But, like, I had just decided, like, oh, no, I had dated someone for a year. Oh, no, I was about to turn 18. Mm-hmm. So I had dated someone from, like, 17 to almost 18. And we were going to get married. And then I was like, well, we're going to get married, so I guess we should That's funny. have sex. I had a similar experience. The first time I got a blowjob from the girl who was my wife, I went, well, we're going to get married. Yeah. I wasn't thinking... Oh shit, this is what a blowjob is. I was like, I wonder if June, is that a good month? <laughs> June? I don't think I'll wear a tie. Uh, I think that'll be my thing. I don't wear a tie. Adorable. <laughs> well, uh, so, back, so back to the whirlwind thing. Yeah. I think like that, when, when you're in that like long weekend of a, but when I say weekend, I mean, it could be sure. months or a month. Uh, that that is kind of like the first date, and I think you could compare that to like what you're talking about. Kind of sounds like um, like long distance dating to me. Like if you have several trips with somebody, like if someone lives in New York and someone lives in California, you go to L.A. Your first meeting together, you go to the tar pits and you, <laughs> the tar pits. Uh, ah. Yeah, yeah. Classic, <laughs> A place that I have not date. visited yeah. as an adult at me all. Neither, but I've seen since. <laughs> but you, you go to the tar pits and you see the skulls and you're like, ah, oh, well, I want to see what your skull looks like, and it gets really romantic. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus Christ. That's how <laughs> that you... That makes me sound really macabre. But my, my sex is very sweet and bunnies. And it's very funny, though, actually. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. There's something... Oh, I, I, love, I love this topic. You, I, I want to take notes like it's my podcast. Do you have a pen? <laughs> um, anyway, what you're saying is... Uh, the thing of, I know you're joking, but looking at skulls and stuff, I wanted, I'm going to do this bit. I'm working on it about the song we've got tonight by Bob Seger. Mm-hmm. And one of the lines he uses in it, and it's just, it's just a song trying to get someone to sleep with him. Of course, it's right. we've got tonight. And, uh, <laughs> one of the lines that I think is so funny 
And I know he's used it. That's why it's in the song is he goes, look at the stars so far away. Meaning, look at the skull. We're going to die. Right. Like there's something yeah, yeah, yeah. sex. Like if I visit the elderly, okay, like go to a nursing home. Unfortunately, my grandparents are dead. But if I would visit like my girlfriend's grandparents or something, I would leave so horny. <laughs> Like, the first thing I want to do is fuck, because I look at that fucking deflated beanbag chair that we're all going to become, if you're yeah. lucky, and I'm like, my dick is fucking putting up a flag of youth right now, oh, and it's like, man. let's do this. I so mean, yeah, tar pits. Analogous no to the skulls, pen. but so... It's I, all right. Oh, I have a, I have a pen. I'm a, I'm a lady with a purse. Ladies have purses. Ladies have purses. Purses <laughs> have pens. Does it make, is there something biological, like it's so much more acceptable for you to have a purse. Are purses feminine because they remind us of vaginas? Um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think You have storage space. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the reason. I do think it's a, it's a nurturing, like, uh, taking care of business type. It's a kangaroo pouch. Yeah. That is not a pen. Yeah, it looks like a little, like Peter von Artist, everything has to look like a little paint thing. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to write Hopefully it's not, okay, cool. It is okay. Sorry, you have to use my novelty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like a little paint thing of paint. Um, anyway, you so were yeah, so, about so the yeah the, the old old day. people uh, analogous old people to the skull right. thing. Yeah, but and that like the thing of like the idea of looking at skulls and thinking about your mortality is similar to like when you go to a house and it's like under construction. It's like look, like things are just constantly changing and we need to uh, grab the moment. It's all the, all the same thing kind of. Well, that, that's the look at, well, I don't know if I understand what you're saying. Oh, like really? A house under construction gets well, you in that mode. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe a house getting torn down. Right. But a house under construction, like if you're, if it's a, if it's a, in its stage where it's just like the frame of the house, it still seems pretty, um, uh, apocalyptic because you don't see the walls or the plaster like you're in construction uh-huh. so it still feels kind of like nihilistic because things like it could it, it is being built up but when you're just looking at it and you're inside it like it could also be hmm. coming down. down yeah seeing organs and shit all right seeing. or you're like not supposed to and you're not supposed to be there and you're not supposed to be dead because you're alive <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay. Um, uh, speaking of marathon yes. dating, you you reminded me that I like with the like second second date. I had a like I had this amazing road trip with this with this guy that I met at a summer camp, and we had sex across the United States. And he <laughs> dropped me off, and it was this. I've talked about this on the podcast before. It was this this amazing beautiful thing, and and I was like, you know, he's he like, you know, if you're ever in New York, then because uh, he lived in New York and I lived in San Diego. Yeah. If, you, if you're ever in New York, then you know we got to do this again and i was like yeah okay and i came home and i immediately started googling flights and then called him and i was like i'll be there in 10 days <laughs> wait and he was okay with that no but he on the phone he was like okay and i came and i like i made it was a two-week stay a road trip is only one week you stayed for two weeks yeah it you is dorm room. <laughs> well i mean i was also 20 1920 but Whoa. Two years into your fucking and you're already fucking cross country? Well. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) And he was the the second person I had had sex with. Most people don't take it on the road until like (laughs) a couple of years in. Your second Um, person? I was was committed. Well, that's why you would be, that's why you'd be a loon. See, I married the first person. It's the same thing. It's the same big move. Yeah. That's actually one of my uh, thoughts sometimes is I'm thinking like, 
the Christian idea of marrying the only you only sleep with your wife, right? Right. That idea and God. You fuck of. God? No, but I'm, I'm thinking about my Christian upbringing. You don't fuck God, but God is at the center of your relationship, which which keeps it going. Longer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And but I also just think on a very base. Sometimes I think they're on to something because. If if the idea is to keep marriage going, mm-hmm. you kind of need every advantage. Right. right? You, 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 the, the deck is stacked not in your favor. You're probably right. going to get divorced. So if something that helps is your wife is the only person you've ever had sex with, you then associate a very, very strong thing with her and her alone. Right. And then you're probably more likely to stay with them. I think that's what we're kind of playing with when we're like only don't mm. don't sleep with other people only sleep with your wife or marry right. marry somebody before you have sex with them because it does give you that little bit of a leg up i think right. that's nonsense but if the name if your goal is to stay married to somebody yeah maybe marry the first person you fuck because after you start taking it on the road and going on your little trips Dude, and shit yeah uh there's a terrible thing there's a terrible dissatisfaction in dabbling and trying different kinds of cuisine and different mm. styles of cooking and all this sort of stuff. And I'm talking about fucking, but you know, that's, that's a weird thing. People, people tend to be happier if they're stuck with something and know that right. that's what they have forever. But then if you start going out and getting a lot of different dick in your case and vagina in my case, mm-hmm. then you always have something to compare it to. It's just another thing to be like, now we have options. Whereas right. before we didn't. Well, I, I heard you talk about this before. I think that, um, it's <laughs> my shoe. There's something in my shoe. Oh no! <laughs> um, I mean, they do, they do say that that uh, couples uh, that are results of arranged marriages are happier than other couples right. because they, you know, they 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 learn to love somebody and they're not they're not constantly thinking like, well, God, Prince Charming's on a horse on the other side of town. I'm right. sure, but like as far as as far as sex goes, I mean that that road trip. My, that tour across the country for me, uh, I mean, I've, I've had sex with a lot of people. Um, you have ladies, yeah. I've had sex with with I, I think like a, like a pretty high number of people, not counting like I've been intimate with a lot of people. Yeah, isn't that what you do? You take the number and then you double it, and that means how many people you've done other things with. That's not true in my case. Oh, really? No, it's no. I don't think that's true in my case either. But I mean that. I mean that. that I guess that would make me less. Um, slutty in quotes if i doubled it the reason why the number is the same is because i've gone all the way with a lot of people that i have <laughs> oh yeah i don't i don't have my my list of people that i've only done foreplay stuff with is is very short because what's the point all right yeah so i've 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 been i've had like uh, like i think i've had like two different years i'd say 2008 2010 that were like very where I, I was dating a lot and being intimate with a lot of people. And that doesn't mean I was like, I was sleeping with homeless people or anything. I was like, God, no one would assume that. But yeah. now that I've like brought it into people's minds yeah. through imagining me jerking off a homeless guy. Yeah. No, never. Um, oh, wow. No. <laughs> never, never, never again. Um, <laughs> never again. I, I, I've been intimate with a lot of people, <laughs> but I don't think that... Part of me wishes that I could, um, I mean, certainly with like select people, uh, especially because I've been intimate with a lot of people that are in the L.A. comedy community. I wish I could undo. Carl Hess. No, (laughs) no, though, though, I mean, 
amazing that the answer is no. <laughs> uh, really? Amazing. Yeah. Like, I feel like I like I'm, we were at similar parties and that just one night my target was on somebody else. Or mm. I'm saying this just assuming that he would automatically sleep with me. I'm sure he would have. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Carl Huss. Yeah. I just did a show with him. Hey. Um, I just saw him on New Year's. It must be why I'm thinking about him. Oh, what, so what are you thinking about? About Carl Huss? Yeah. No, My curly just hair. His dreamy curls. Yeah, his dreamy curls and his <laughs> tasteful muscle tone. <laughs> it's not little, too much. It's yeah, not it's, off, not, it's too, not off-putting. It's it's not, but like the effort is intimidating. Does he make effort? You think? Oh, I think he must. Yeah, like he uh, he looks great. So. You don't think so? You just think he's naturally and I do. I think he takes really good care of himself. No. Really? Look at his fucking face. <laughs> that man does not take care of himself. <laughs> I think like he he strikes me as like I I, I really I don't, don't know him at all. But like he I love Carl. I'm not saying that he looks like shit by the way. I'm just saying I right. think he probably smokes a lot of pot and, and drinks a lot. Right. So but that, I think he also I think he does push-ups before bed. You think so? I think he's one of those people. I'm going to text him. Ask him if he does push-ups before bed. Can we text him? Yeah. I'm going to say do you work out? Settle it, settle it back. <laughs> Carl, that's with a K, right? Carl. Yeah. Carl has. And say in any form. Settle do you do you work bat. work out in any do form? You work out. In any form. Because it, it can't mean like gym. He'll assume it means gym. <laughs> in any form. <laughs> I, I'm not going to suggest push ups before bed because he'll be like, I did do that that one time. <laughs> and then I'll say yes. I know I'm right about this. Um, I know you're wrong. <laughs> I want to go back to me sounding super confident anyway, because I'm not. I'm not always. So weird. Sex is so weird as an appetite. Am I derailing you? No. What I was going to say a long time ago was that I'm really, what the, the three-day thing. Uh-huh. Is that for me, sex is like, first of all, it's not so much like a performance. It used to be. It used to be more like, oh, I hope this is good or whatever. I've learned to shut my brain off a little bit, which is weird. Really? Yes. When you have sex with someone for the first for the first time, you're like, you're just thinking about your own satisfaction? No, absolutely not. No, I don't, I don't mean I don't mean yours alone and not hers. I mean, you're just thinking about like how everything feels. You're not worried about other things about her coming you mean no 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 i mean are, you're not worried about how your body looks you're not worried about you're not thinking about anything else i have i have uh, like for the amount of overthinking i do in life um i for some reason i'm very happy to report that when it comes to like my own nakedness uh-huh. or some or a new person's nakedness or whatever i don't really feel weird about it oh that's nice the seduction's over <laughs> and, and if you, they're this is, there. This is something. Yeah, they're there, and we're both naked. And like, right. I, I, I'm very like, I, I'm happy that my churching didn't pollute my body image or whatever, or like the need to cover up. In fact, it's a big turnoff if I if I sleep with somebody and they like cover up like they're in a movie or something. Right. It's like fucking be naked. That's like part of the fun. We get to be yeah. naked right now. And like, I don't know why I don't overthink it. But this that's something that I wish I knew, especially when I was even doughier than I am now. When I was a kid, was it's all it's basically attitude. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a kid that at the pool has a shirt off and feels weird about it. And you can mm-hmm. tell. Mm-hmm. So he lets out this pheromone that's like, call him, call him titty boy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's releasing a titty boy pheromone. But yeah. if titty boy walks around confidently and doesn't give a shit, which is what I do now, nobody's right. calling him titty boy. They're like, look at yeah. that confident guy. Confidence totally. completely supersedes all of that. But the, th- the three day thing is that it is an appetite. And that's what, that's my, that's the weirdest thing I can say about sex. And that is what I'm trying to bring to, to stage is the idea that if I look, I, I consider myself a sexual person. I consider myself a, uh, like a pretty 
evolved person like when it comes to like what I'll do like I you got to understand I grew up with kids that don't go down on their wives because mm-hmm. they're all churchy and shit I, I, grew <laughs> I up, love that sentence what? I grew up with kids who don't go down uh, on their wives well, now they don't now they don't <laughs> they don't they don't do it uh, doggy style <laughs> we got to find a new way to say that dog style they don't do it dog style because quote it's too pornographic I call it the who's back there uh, really no <laughs> I love it you forget who's sometimes back there? you need a mirror oh, or something hey. <laughs> check in give them a look back they love it how's it going uh well they don't do it because it's too pornographic did you hear what right. i said yeah. Too porn- yeah sex yeah. isn't pornographic pornography is pornographic you know right what I mean? yeah so uh i i lucked out and i didn't get it as bad as these other people but so sexual person feeling pretty free and, and liberated mm-hmm. ha- happily this is all kind of newer stuff but like um the appetite part of it so if i masturbate it kind of puts the fire out a little bit. Or hmm. if I have sex, if I have sex. So this is my relationship with sex. Uh, I won't have sex, I won't have sex, I won't have sex. Then I have sex with somebody, uh, somebody I'm seeing or whatever. And you, and you fuck a lot. That's what I'll do. Cause you're like kind of starving for it. So you'll have right. sex, uh, like three times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, I'm just making that up. Three times you have sex. And then the next morning, like I said, epilogue. I love a good epilogue. It's great. <laughs> sex in the morning. Lovely. Good, yeah. good way to end the nice, story. Nice bow. A little bonus track. <laughs> little bow. Everybody. And you know what it is? Melania and I talked about this once is like making out or fucking in the morning is a way of being like, it wasn't, if you were drinking, it wasn't like, it's not because I was drunk. Right. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. And it's for both of you. It's like, yeah. that wasn't regrettable. I endorse everything that we did and let's have morning sex. Cause it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So you do that. Now the tank is empty, literally uh-huh. sperm gone. Mm. testosterone levels low, mm-hmm. uh, calmness up, stress down, mm-hmm. feeling very tranquil and good. Right. Uh, now sex seems stupid. I've right. said this on my yeah. show. I, like, I'm so horny and I just want to like fucking uh, go nuts and do weird shit. Everything makes sense to me. <laughs> Every style of pornography makes perfect sense. I'm like, yeah, sure. dress up like chickens. Of course. That's fucking yeah. hot. Then I come and I'm Angela Lansbury. I right. have no yeah. sex drive. I don't give a shit. I want a sandwich. I know that's, I know that's a guy stereotype, but like, so where, how do we, I want to remain sexual, but it's hard to remain sexual. That's why I'm constantly jerking off. It's easier to not mm-hmm. be sexual. Like today, one time I didn't jerk off. Like I'm, I'm con- one t- one time, so I know I'm talking a lot. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> one time I didn't. One jerk time off. I didn't jerk off. I was on the road. <laughs> what do you mean? One time you didn't jerk off? I was on the. I was one period of time. No, no, no. I'm constantly like a child, like a baby boy, monitoring everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- how does food affect me? How does sex affect me? How does masturbating affect me? It, am I funnier? Or am I a better person? Is life more colorful, more interesting when I'm jerking off or when I'm not jerking off? The answer is typically you're jerking off a lot because you're anxious and that's, you're in a bad place. So if you're not jerking off, it means you're not as anxious, which means you're in a good place. So you don't jerk off and you go out and, and women are beautiful mm-hmm. and that's great. And you, f- and you're not threatened by that vitality in right. you. And that's good. That's a good place to be. So one time, but though, here's, I, I have this on a post it in my apartment. It says, I jerk off because I'm a decent person. And that meaning, when I don't jerk off, I'm like an animal. Like I, and I, and I'm, I'm a good person and I'm a rational person. But if I stop jerking off, I'm sometimes afraid of that animal side of myself. And mm-hmm. this is the story I was going to tell you. I'm on the road and I did radio and um, 
I hadn't uh, masturbated in like, I don't know, three days, which is like a very long time for me. <laughs> but I was like probably feeling pretty good. And I was like, let's see what happens if mm -hmm. we walk around with a loaded gun for a while. And then I went into radio and the woman, it was a woman that was doing the show and these two guys. And I flirted with this woman. It was like, I, I left and I, I, my opener, Chris Thayer was there and I was like, was I inappropriate? And he was like, a little bit <laughs> because I wouldn't stop flirting and like you've you've already sampled my grotesque confidence mixed with fucking a ball sack full of cum. I'm fucked. I'm a monster. Like I, I have this grotesque ego. What are you what are you saying to her? What's what? I I remember one thing that I said that was regrettable. She made some joke. Oh God, this is embarrassing. She made some joke about not wanting to fuck me. And she was being sexual back to me. Sure. So it was kind of Slut. mutual. Yeah. <laughs> we were both being pretty slutty. And then she said, I don't want to, I don't want to sleep with you at all. And I was like, she says that, but she's kicking in Morse code. Take me now. That's what she said. That's what I said. That's the one thing that I said that I was right. like, I think that was inappropriate. And oh, I did, and huh. I regretted that. It's not that bad. No. It's morning radio though. Yeah. Or it's afternoon. Good morning. Radio. Yeah. Good morning. Here's a weird perv who hasn't jerked in three days. <laughs> I don't know where I got. So when I'm Angela Lansbury, I'm able to work better, focus better. Mm -hmm. Sex, sex complicates everything. Those guys that do stand up for sex are never as funny as the guys like me that are constantly shooting rounds into the air. I know that's crazy. Ah, Although that's not really true. I, but I don't think Moshe does stand up for sex. But he just happens to be a really sexy person, you know, like a sexual person mm -hmm. and very sexy. <laughs> I'd quickly like to address because you, you did Carl Huss. Yeah, he did. Okay. I just threw a lot at you. Haha, ha. I never go to the gym, but I do push ups and pull ups in my room yes, a few times you. a week. I told you. And try and hike I a few times you. a week. I told you. Oh I told my you. God. I told oh you. Push ups God. before bed. Oh my God. I told you. I knew it. I knew he didn't go to the gym and I knew he didn't in his room. Perfect answer. Oh, Thank man. Thank you. I love this, by the way. Oh. <laughs> I, I hope this ups your respect level for me and knowing people. A little pretty, bit. That was excellent. Pretty accurate. I can't believe you got it. Yeah. And you know what? I take it back. Look at his face. He's got conviction in his face. <laughs> He's got push-ups and sit-ups in his face. Oh, boy. Mm. I knew it. Hey, everybody. It's the commercial. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Um, uh, welcome back. <laughs> I say welcome back. Welcome back from the holidays. That's a, that's a departure, right? Um, thank you so much for your continued donations. Um, I just sent out a, a big shipment of paintings. That's right. If you donate $50 uh, to This Feels Terrible by going to feralaudio.com and uh, clicking on This Feels Terrible and clicking on the donate button, I will send you a painting. So if you do that, please tell me what you would like me to paint you by emailing thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com I sent out a bunch of paintings I hope you guys like those also if you donate $10 or more I will send you a postcard and those are I'm a little behind with those but those are coming and they're awesome I'm going to send out a ton before I go on tour with uh, Harmontown across the USA that's another thing I'll go ahead and plug the Harmontown USA tour go to harmontown.com and uh, buy buy tickets see if see if we're coming to your city I'm I'm coming with and uh, we have awesome t-shirts and stuff it's gonna be really fun and if you like this feels terrible come come to that anyway Dan Harmon and Jeff Davis have an amazing podcast occasionally I, I pop in there um, come by and say hello 
and uh, buy some buy some cool Harmontown t-shirts. We're gonna all be traveling on a bus together, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a something. So, uh, yeah, check that out. And back to the interview. Uh, I was just gonna say because on your on your podcast, uh, you made it weird. Nerdist Industries. Hmm. You uh, with Matt Ronger. You guys were talking about. Um, Guys having sex and then and then being immediately like is that where I said Lansbury? I think that's my yes, been yes, yes. Lansbury, yeah. Um, I I'm a woman and I feel I said I said that like I'm not question. really. I am a woman. I, I am a woman. Um, yes. I. I, I, I feel the same way. Like other other women feel the same way too. Like after they come, I think that, but it's not always the same when you are you being women being me. It's not a, it's not always the same when I'm with a man and after after we have sex. Sometimes I want to like, ooh. But if I but if Wait, I what does that mean? What? <laughs> what does that mean? Sometimes you, know. you want to have sex again. Ooh. No, no. Sometimes, well, sure, but but most of the time, I just want to like lie there and be sweet with each other. But if the sex is more pornographic or the sex is more about coming and less about we love each other, then afterwards it's like, cool, like going to go, going to go make a sandwich, like you said. Right. And like when I masturbate immediately after, I'm like, yuck, like what what are they doing? Like, yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. Right. And I don't have anything that I'm releasing literally. Yeah, that's another thing that I'm working on. I I don't want to have too much sex material, but I was thinking about how men lose in sex. They lose something and women gain something. You <laughs> you gain a chemical reaction in your body and we literally lose something. We have right. less than women. And I know you're not trying to sound so misogynist, but like that what? sentence. You think sounds, that's misogynist? I don't think it is. I don't think I don't think the spirit of it is. But like that sentence, like that just that sound point. But it's sound literal. bite. No, oh, I understand. Oh, I no, see, I just I like see. if I was just out to of lift context, that, yeah. Out of context. You know, men lose something, women gain something. You're welcome, women. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking welcome, broads. Uh, <laughs> not really. Not really. Yeah, uh, and when you when you say gain something, are you literally just talking about sperm? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, then, what do you oh, mean? Oh, I see. I mean the chemical reaction of an orgasm, like you, you bought, like neurons firing. And oh, stuff. I see. We okay. have that too, and we and we gain attachment, literally. Attachment to the person. Yeah, biologically. It's funny that you say that. That that's something my therapist talks to me about is cuddling after sex when you're not in love with the person or they're not like oh yeah your thing your jam yeah yeah. I don't. I've decided that I disagree with him on this point. <laughs> that for me. And I don't know if this is going to make me sound bad or good. Do you have sex with people you don't like? No, but I'm not. No. In fact, I, I have a very strict rule about that. You have oh, okay. to feel the juice. You got to feel right. some sort of dig. So then why did that come up during therapy? But okay, let's go back to the one night stand thing. Okay. Which is, again, my puritanical instinct. I want to say that that does not happen often, but it has <laughs> happened. And when it has happened, uh, for me, cuddling is part of it. The mm-hmm. whole thing. I don't Saying cuddling for some reason sounds so stupid. But like, it's all part of it. And I don't right. like, there's, there, uh, I, it's like faking love. You uh-huh. know what I mean? The, the whole thing is pleasant. The whole thing releases endorphins. The whole sure. thing makes you happy. And it's not just the fucking and the coming. It's the silliness afterwards. It's the right. joking around. And it is the cuddle and it is the sleeping. It's all vulnerable. And you don't feel, and it's nice. you don't feel, especially given your background, you don't feel shame afterwards. And no. then. Okay. Isn't that great? How did I miss that? I don't know how I missed that. I don't feel shame at all. In fact, 
you, the, even the dirtiest things I've done with people or whatever, like the, the more, as you said, pornographic things or mm-hmm. evenings I've had, uh, it, there, it feels spiritual to me. It feels closer to God. I know I sound like I'm starting a cult or something. And shouldn't I? Probably. But I'm just saying, <laughs> sex, when it's not an idea, it's not something we're talking about in Sunday school. It's not something that we're reading about or imagining, which mm-hmm. is which is my relationship with sex until I lost my virginity at 21, uh, was just a thing, a concept. And you could talk about it and you can conjecture about it and all these different things. Then when it actually is sex and it's happening, right. I think it's quite beautiful. That's not that's not to say that there aren't times that I'm like, this is regrettable or this, this right. or like maybe we're both too drunk or something. No, sure. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page. I'm, I'm thinking it's meditative. It's it calms. It shuts my brain down. It puts you it puts the needle on the record. You're in the moment. Interesting. Unless it's really bad, in which case you're fucked. <laughs> but that that's good sex and bad sex. Good sex is you're in the moment and bad like if I may sorry. No, please. The main tip that I would give anybody sexually is you have to do it, you have to enjoy it. Like if you're if you're going down on somebody, you have to enjoy it. Like that's the secret. Mm-hmm. People are like, do the alphabet, put your thumb on the clear, whatever you want to say. It doesn't matter if they can tell you're not enjoying it or you're not being present. Enjoyment yeah. really just mean meaning presence. Sure. And that took that took a while. I don't know if it took that long to figure out, but it took me a little bit to hmm. figure out. Interesting. Just thought I'd interject that. Yeah. Is that a good one, Dust? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. It's the same thing for a girl. If she if she's uh, doing the business or something, I, don't, I tend to not like that. By the way, uh, blowjobs. That's another thing I don't hear a lot of guys talking about. Huh? You not like them? No, I love. Them. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> why he has that cap on. Uh, blowjob cap. They're <laughs> don't get me wrong. They're great. They're they're lo- they're lovely. It's just not. Nothing's happening to them. There's there's something it, that that sort of like one sidedness of it isn't really my favorite thing in the world. Right. That's all. That's why you got to do, uh, you sit on the bed and then she's on all fours and then something is happening to her. You can make something happen to her. Oh, you mean you reach around? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you do call it a reach around on a girl. Sure you do. <laughs> Anytime you're reaching around anything, it's called a but reach you, around. But you reach under. Well, reach, the, the old reach under. I, uh, such confidence. I. Um, what confidence? You with your with your uh, just being in the moment with your one night stands and stuff. I don't know if that's because you're a man or because you're Pete Holmes. I'm surprised too. No, <laughs> it's surprising. I'm in awe of my own confidence as well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I just mean like given my history. Like if you were writing the movie of me, it doesn't add up. Right. That somehow sex sex being as powerful and as great as it is mm-hmm. trumps all. Sure. All the bad. I don't. Th- I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Uh, I'm not amazed by that. I'm amazed by the just confident human confidence in general. Like it could be because when I w- with my with my one night stands, which I which I regret entirely. Why? Because well, if aside from like educational, like oh, okay, Aaron, here you are in your life, and let's talk. Let's let's figure out what's what's going on here. I. Like with uh, any anyone that I've ever like really fallen in love with has not been or like any great sex that I've ever had has never been from a one night stand. The um, the times when I've had one night stands, they've been mostly uh, most mostly just very destructive. Like oh. I'm. And don't don't get worried. I'm not going to tell you anything that's that's awful. But I think like I think I think a lot of like uh, 
uh, free sexual behavior under the umbrella of I'm a liberated woman. And this isn't true for everybody, but it was true of me. Like I was, I went through a, through a stage where I was like, you know what? I'm my own woman. I'm super liberated. Make my own choices. Fuck who I want. Like Kesha or something. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, it was just me screaming, like, I need love so bad. <laughs> Please mm. someone tell me I'm okay and tell me I'm beautiful. And so like, one night when I think of one night stands I'm thinking of one in particular because you were talking about like cuddling and stuff and I haven't had like a great number of one night stands I've had a large number of uh, like four week relationships mm-hmm. but one night stand wise like I remember I was with a, with this guy who was kind of like he was around the comedy community, like super cool guy. He doesn't live here anymore. He Carl moved has. away. What? Carl has orders. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to cast in this memory. Carl has. <laughs> I need to have him on the show. <laughs> uh, but I'll be weird because I was like, no, he for sure works out. And then he walks into the room. Um, I, uh, yeah, I was like, the, this guy was super smart and like kind of a friend of mine. And we always had kind of a flirtation and then had, had a, had one night of, Love making, and then immediately afterwards, he just wanted to hold me really, really tight and cuddle, and I, I just felt, I felt shame and like it. See, it feels insincere to me, like when there's no relationship there and you're cuddling. But I, maybe I wasn't because uh, you're having sex when you're a little bit older. This is this is when I was like twenty three, twenty four. Like at that time, sex was just about validation and so it wasn't like we're just two human beings yeah existing together it was more like oh okay someone will have sex with me so i'm i'm cool i'm doing i'm doing okay which is the saddest thing like if i could shake my 24 year old self and be like look like a million people will have sex with you and it's fine it doesn't make you a better person it's making you feel worse about yourself so so chill the fuck out yeah look Love is better. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not here to say that this is ideal. I don't think when I'm uh, sleeping with somebody that I'm not dating or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. if it's a one-time thing or something that you do from time to time or whatever, nobody is thinking this is better than love. And I've been in love and I've had sex with people uh, that I'm in love with. Right. And of course it's better. But like, what are, what are we... Uh, it's interesting. Like, I love swearing, but I spent 28 years of my life not swearing. You know what I mean? Right. So like when I say God damn or Jesus, especially like the religious ones, that means more to me. Sure. Because I'm rebelling again. I have right. a machine to rage against. So when I'm having sex, it's not about, uh, it's not about, oh, I'm cool. This person fucked me or getting off or anything. There's actually something progressive about it for me and, and evolutionary for both of us, I hope that we're doing something because there's what we want and then there's what's expected of us. Yeah. And I spent most of my life uh, posturing that I'm doing what's expected of me. Right. And then what I wanted was to be fucking people. And that sucks. It sucks to live that life and not at least a little bit. I'm not talking about being a bad person or, or being slutty to a point that makes you uncomfortable. And I'm talking about me uncomfortable mm-hmm. or the people, nobody wants to get hurt or used or anything. But if you have like-minded people that want to have sex or whatever, that can be a good thing. Right. Because yeah. you're, because you're listening to a part of yourself. Well, and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I'm, no, it's done. Oh, well, <laughs> um, I'm simplifying it. I like, they're, they're definitely like, I, I don't, I don't actually regret any like part of me really wishes that I could go back and like do that differently, but I wouldn't take back 
like all of the 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 casual sex that I had. It wasn't entirely about self validation. There's, I mean, I definitely felt I'm a very sexual person. I felt very sexual at the time. What, what I what you said that I like didn't. What I'm what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about like shame and like what I would what I envy what I wish I had then was not like not feeling the need to perform like all all of those and I think in general whenever I have sex with somebody for the first time I'm always like arch your back how do your boobs look like how are you like do oh, this like, yeah which is awful yeah it's awful but I think that is terrifying I think that's more common I wish I didn't know that than you think oh really I really don't want to know what you just said <laughs> I wish About I could erase women, or you what don't you want to said. imagine me performing. No, no, no. Oh, no. Uh, don't don't say that. I <laughs> I'm afraid now that I'll be with a girl and I'll be thinking, is she worried? But look, well, you can't, but you can't but, because like the, you really have to just enjoy yourself. But the thing but that doesn't mean that Carl has at Carl has on Twitter. That doesn't mean that she's not enjoying it necessarily but it's like the the experience is just different but like See, don't but don't worry about that because that'll make it worse no i and you know what i don't think i will worry about that you, you, you caught me on a confident day i don't know what's going on i'm a little hungover i mean you I had no that, that smoothie that's the second fucking juice drink i've had today wow i um <laughs> when i hear you say that i i hear somebody and we're talking about you in the past sure sex like I'm a big thing. Like something I say on my podcast is green lights, right? People want a, their their feelings and their thoughts validated, and they want them played with and agreed with, like a good improviser. Right. And sex is the same thing, and it's it's part of somebody's job when you're fucking is to make sure that they feel comfortable, and you know, so they're not worried about what their tits look like or whatever. You know, that's that's right. part of it. And I'm not worrying about what my my gut looks like or whatever. Or like I have a weird birthmark on my ass, and I'm not worried about that. My brother called it the shit stain. Like, <laughs> thanks, John. Thank you very much. So, but that that's that's where the beauty of sex comes in. This isn't just plowing smush. Right. This, this is this is somebody you in this situation actually feeling what the fuck, man? Why isn't it love? Why do I have to know you to love you? You know what I'm saying? In right. that moment. I why, like think, it's 1960 shit. It's free love shit, and right. like your tits look amazing. And I, I'm not going to take you to Applebee's afterwards, but you get something out of that, and I get something out of that. Green lights, my body, your body. It's lovely. It's meditative. God, what my understanding of God is present in that moment. I'm not talking about like some trashy thing that you need to close the blinds and erase from your mind. I'm talking about something that you both will go. I'm glad that happened. And someday right. when you are in love, and I. I am saying love is better and I have a wife and I have kids. I'm not going to look back and be like, shit, I shouldn't have made that girl feel amazing about her body and come five times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, and I'm I'm not even, I'm not even talking about like religious shame, but like, don't you think, I mean, there certainly is, I mean, you're not going to disagree with me. If you are, then you're a bad person, but (laughs) hear that everybody. (laughs) Um, I'm ready to to disagree just for fun. There is, there's definitely a double standard with how great a man's body should look and how great a woman's body should look when you're having sex or, or maybe like double standards, the wrong word. I think it's more prominent in our culture. The conversation that's in movies and TV where guys are like, Oh man, like her tits last night, fucking great. Or, Oh shit. He went home with that. That 
plow eater. Oh. <laughs> or, I plow he, eater. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's like a cow that's so big it eats plows oh because God. it wants to be freed. It'll um, eat anything. Yeah, leave in its in its little area. Um, but women. Women are what we gush about are like, oh, my God, he's so thoughtful. He he picked me up from work and I didn't even ask him or he um, he he paid for the bill without like before it came. It was just really sweet or mm-hmm. he well, I don't want to make it like a financial, but women, women are. Type, I mean, it's a nice thing. Yeah, those are both nice things. That's a nice thing. But like women like generally, I mean, women certainly talk about guys dicks and stuff but when we talk about good sex it's always about how sweet someone is it's never unless you're talking about a one night stand it's rarely ever like oh god the fucking abs so great but men do and it doesn't it's just because we're different like there's nothing wrong with it but like don't you think that that sets up and i I don't think there's any changing this really because it's biology but it definitely sets women up to be more worried about how they perform in bed the first time, I think. Especially because, especially because, sorry for the run on, especially because um, men are more like men tend to like see a woman and be attracted to what they see. Women do this too, but men more so like, Oh, I like the way that looks. I want to have sex with that. Whereas women are like, Oh, he owns this company. He has a lot of power or he's a great comedian. It's less about how someone looks. But you know what's funny? So now feel sorry for me. I don't feel sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Now you see? Oh, God. (laughs) Do you see? Minority Report. Uh, When I talk about sex to somebody um, the next day, right? A guy. It it was one of my favorite lines in Glengarry Glen Ross, which is one of my favorite plays and then one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, He says, the great fucks you've had in your life, what do you remember? And he goes, what I'm saying is, it's probably not the orgasm. And he goes, it's the sound she made. Something her eyes right. did. Some broad's forearm on your neck. Right? That's what he says. Uh, and I'm right there with him. For me, it's the it's the whole experience. I don't know where I got. Certainly. I'm with you, too. It's not just fucking and look at her tits. It's but silliness. you're also very sensitive. I am very feminine, too. I, you know what I mean? Like I, I love your hat, by the way. Those well, flowers are you. gorgeous. It's my Sunday church hat. <laughs> I have a good feminine energy, is what I'm saying. In I know that sounds very new agey. I didn't mean it to sound that way. What I mean is, for me, the fucking is part of it, but it's also the laughing, and and I swear to God, it's also the talking, yeah, and the joking, and the sure. and the room service, and a fucking bottle of champagne, and you feel rock and roll, and it's amazing. It's that's that's what I remember. I never remember coming and I never really go like her tits bro or any of that shit it's an event and that that see when I get all worked up about like why isn't that okay why isn't it okay to have love in a in a different way in a, in a non-traditional way if right. it is uh, somebody that you're not dating that you have sex with in this way I, I, I think you can I think there's room for that now does that does that mean that's what I want to be doing forever no Fucking my two two of my best friends are Emily and Kumail, who I love to to death and adore, and and in the healthy way envy their relationship. Like I don't scheme right. and, and wish and oh, why does he have it? It's it's I celebrate and I love and I encourage it. And I think it's wonderful to see, and that's the goal. 
I'm just waiting for somebody truly exceptional. And I'm trying to make myself as exceptional as I can be that I would attract somebody truly exceptional. Mm -hmm. And then that's the game. That's the end goal. That's where we end up. And then you have, like, I want to have kids and all that sort of stuff. But in the meantime, giving myself that green light and and this is all new stuff and huge progress for me. Because for me, you fuck somebody, you date them for two years. That's how it worked for a very long time. Mm. And now I can be like, I I fucked somebody and we laughed and we got room service and we were silly and it was fun and it was sweet and maybe I'll see them again and maybe I won't and you know it's happened then they start seeing somebody or whatever and there's no jealousy mm-hmm. or bad feelings it's just like that was great why yeah. would I ever regret that oh I think that's great and I if think somebody that's is really like nice. and if somebody's like that was slutty I'm like you're goddamn right it was slutty. we were both <laughs> fucking slutty as shit you concede the point it's one of the most I- important things I've ever learned in therapy actually mm-hmm. and sexual in terms of sexual that matters Yes. If somebody's like, this is slutty, you're like, you're fucking A right, it's slutty. And guess what? Good people want to be slutty sometimes. Good people want to do bad things sometimes. That's right. A, that's a big, it doesn't make you a bad person. Sure. If you do something that, that maybe leave it to Beaver would call bad or your minister father would call bad or whatever. Yeah. Not yeah. to put him in a box. <laughs> no, I, I, or my I, youth I, I pastor agree. would call it bad. Right. These are the machines I'm raging against. Yeah. But it's all, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear that you talk about how girls can overthink it and stuff. But that's 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 why if you can create that sort of bubble, that safe mm-hmm. place where they do feel fucking beautiful. And I yeah. like a lot of like non-traditional girls. Like I don't really necessarily need them to be model hot ab what fuck shit <laughs> fucking beat it. I've said it many times on the I like I like all different kinds of girls, but I tell you like thicker girls are great. It's fucking fucking Dustin Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Rubenesque shit. I want like <laughs> especially Is that if that Rubenesque shit. Yeah. If if they would paint her in the eighteen hundred or the seventeen hundreds? I don't know when that was. If they would paint her back in the Renaissance, then that that sounds pretty good to me. Uh but then like I have a big thing where it's like a lot of people want that traditional like hard body model type thing. When the lights are off, it's like fucking a boy sometimes. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know how we got there. I'm hungover. I got no filter. Oh, that's fine. No, it's great. I um, I think I think we were talking about. Yeah, I I agree with you completely. I don't. I and I mean the reason why I'm able to say I've been intimate with a lot of people without feeling really shitty about it is be, is because of all the times that it was just like a nice, like uh, contained. Yeah, thing yeah. that was fine and, and and great and and romantic and nice. Yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking about I'm thinking about uh having being intimate with somebody when maybe and I've talked about this with girlfriends before and don't let this go to your head, but uh not go to your head, but get to you. Having sex with somebody when you you just because you just don't want to let them down. Oh. Or like young girls that are are insecure and are like, well, like I don't want him to not like me. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, I'm not proud of this, but it did take me a long time to see a little bit more of the three dimensions of women as people. I know that sounds insane. But well, I you're spent, a man. I'm a man and You're the other. I'm the other. <laughs> that's um, not that's not like a podcast. Like, that makes it sound no. like like and we're here with one of the uh, other. Uh, <laughs> it just it takes effort to consider because of maybe the way the media or or just the pedestals that we put you guys on in our own brains. Right. It takes a long time for me to come to terms with a thought like that, you know what I mean? That a girl, first of all, would be concerned about her body or, or looking weird. I'm just like, why would 
she's a fucking woman. Right, she's yeah. gorgeous. She should walk around feeling like an angel. <laughs> you take your pants off on the subway, people get all happy. <laughs> I get arrested, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're a woman, you're a lady, sculpt it. Imagining people on a subway, like a woman takes off her pants, and everyone's like, yay! I was one <laughs> everyone would be more horrified. I was one time by late. La- <laughs> like with a man, sometimes it's funny, but with a woman, oh no, no, no. Keep yeah, you're right. It's not, it's not the right venue. But if it's a movie called... Pants off at the subway, and it's a girl, and it's a girl. And Everyone would be happier. Units. Yeah, I remember I was move at Lake units. Michigan in Chicago, and um, there was a girl. It must have been some voyeuristic porn thing. It had to be being filmed somewhere, and this girl was uh, masturbating over her swimsuit, but she was sunbathing and she started masturbating, and a crowd formed. Whoa! I jerk off by Lake Michigan. I'm arrested. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a different thing. Nobody a crowd for it. Yeah, a bunch of fucking scumbags. I didn't. I. I she, and I don't even think I would these days. I think that's <laughs> inappropriate. And it would make me uncomfortable. Was she like everybody? Come look at this. Like, what, how did she? You know. Rubbing your vagina is the original, hey, everybody, come look at this. <laughs> we invented that phrase because someone was rubbing their vagina. You don't need to say oh, it if point. it's happening. But like, but it's, but it's, I don't know, I would think that it would be very subtle, but I guess she was like ooing, cooing. I, I, you know what? Um, I'm changing the story a little bit. I didn't see it, my, my wife at the time, actually, so I didn't oh, tell okay. about it. And I was like, which direction? <laughs> I see. That's the thing. What part of the beach? Yeah. It was on the grass, actually. Anyway, um, I don't know. So it, it's, it's, that's interesting and that's enlightening to me. But uh, it's also terrifying, you know, and I, I don't want you to think that I am not aware that there's bad sex, that there's like oh, bad <laughs> one night stands or, or, or things that aren't ideal. But that's what I'm talking yeah. about when I'm saying like, I don't fuck people that I can. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be exclusively garbage because right. it was one night. It doesn't have to be right. totally absent of connection. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's maybe my point. Are you dating anybody now? I'm not. Ladies? <laughs> <laughs> the door opens. Do you, open. you want to date like an uberly, grotesquely confident psychopath? <laughs> it's like, yeah, five orgasms. He's working on it, ladies. Uh, I am working on it. I don't know. This, you have to understand all of this is coming from a perspective of a guy. This is what happens when you wind somebody up. You know what I mean? This is, this is my... Uh, <laughs> you spend so much of your life thinking that sex is a bad thing. Yeah. And the church telling me that sex was a bad thing. And, you know, to a lesser extent, um, getting it from my family and, and some of my religious friends who don't go down on their wives and all that sort of stuff. And then, like... How do you guys talk about that? Now? Yeah. I'm like, like you need a, to go down actual, on your wife. Do, does she say, like, ugh, I would never do it? Do, does he... Like, what, what are yeah. those conversations like? You guys talk about it. It's interesting. When I see this one friend, I, I say to him, I go, you still not going down on your wife? That's what I'll say. And I'm like, you got to. You're, does she go down on him? Yeah. So what is the, it's just too much? He, uh, two in your face? <laughs> two in your face. You know, I was just, this is another thing that, uh, vagina appreciation, I think, is inherent. There is something in, in a man's brain that loves a vagina, but it does take encouraging at first. When you're a little kid right, and you see yeah. a vagina for yeah. the first time, you're like, cool, but you're faking. Right. You're really going like, what? <laughs> you know, like you're not sure. It's like predator. It looks weird. Vaginas are weird. Dicks are much worse and they shoot something. Vaginas are, are just their own little mystery. Um, well, that's the thing is the mystery. With a, with a penis, like what you see is what you get. With a vagina, like who knows? Yeah. 
I suppose. But yes, absolutely. And and his, I remember this friend's response was like, he just doesn't like vaginas. He's like, why would I do that? It's like the way it smells, the way it tastes, everything. He's just not, I don't think he's ever done it, but he's not interested. Now, yeah. we could mock this man. I actually kind of applaud his sincerity. Like, thank you for saying, that's pretty, that's a vulnerable thing to say. Right. I happen to think that he's completely out of his mind and full of shit and there's no way that he's having the sex that I think he should be having. But it, it takes, it takes work, you know, like you need to like get over that shit. I remember when I was in college, they were like, the difference between a boy and a man is a boy, um, thinks pussy smells and a man thinks pussy smells like in a good way, like likes it. I don't know right. even know if he like gets that. <laughs> uh, but it does. It takes some, it takes some fostering and some encouragement. And dicks, I, I can't even imagine the uh, the curve that you need to like usher yourself in yeah. with different dicks. The, the, there's only so many variations. It's like ballet with a vagina. There's only seven moves. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so many things I can do. <laughs> dicks. I've seen a lot of dicks. You know, uh, in person, I suppose like shower situations, but then also uh, pornography, and it's very weird. You guys got a real grab bag. <laughs> dicks taking laughs and well, and you and, uh, you adjust. Yeah, it's with terrifying. A, with- with my with girlfriends that I've talked to talked about this with uh it's weird like men do have such varying penises and penis sizes and stuff but you you tend to forget kind of what your ex-boyfriend's penis was like like you you get adjusted to the new one like and I don't know if that's a chemical that's released in our brains just so we're not like god I know uh, that last one was so much better and this one's this way I have a similar thing I've never I've never talked about it or uh, you know with anybody but the thought that like I have a very hard time remembering ex-girlfriends. Yeah, you do. What? Sorry. <laughs> you talk about penises and you said I have a very hard time. I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I have a very difficult time remembering ex-girlfriends' bodies. Interesting. Isn't yeah. that weird? So I have it too. Maybe that's Maybe it's a the human thing. thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I I can only remember like when I own yeah I I can only remember when like a, per, a penis like really did something to me like negative <laughs> that that sounds That's awful. Pretty What I mean I I once had a boyfriend who had a abnormally large penis and it was very uncomfortable having sex. Yeah. So I can remember that like I re- but I don't remember what it looked well, like. Well, which I just is remember- worse, the unveiling of a of a really small one or the unveiling of like oh no <laughs> like a huge. I think a, a game think a huge one. I've I've never been with a man with a with a crazy small penis. So I've never thankfully I've never been like uh oh. Right. <laughs> how is this gonna work? I have to imagine. That's never that happened. That's, at least you're kinda like, well, I mean <laughs> with that boyfriend before like we we dated for uh kind of a while before we were intimate because oh no, well, we were friends for a long time and then I I got my heart broken a little bit, and then he was like putting putting the pieces back together. He was he was right there helping me out. Oh, really? Um, in a, in a nice way, but we ended up dating because he he wanted to date me, so he was like, "Oh, I'll, uh, I'll. I mean, yeah." It's sounds- in uh, Magnolia. Frank T J Mack. He goes, uh, you know, he's the fake motivational speaker. To yeah, get yeah, yeah, sex. yeah. And one of them is uh, 
oh, what is it? It's like form a crisis or something. Uh, it's, yes, it's just yes, It's on yeah. the back wall. It's yeah. like form a crisis. And then one of the things it goes, that'll be very useful in setting friendship traps or jealousy traps. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. God. It's so yeah, funny. Jealousy exactly, yeah. traps. Oh, man. See, well, yeah, well, that's, uh, that, I, sorry, that's the distinction. We're not, I'm not, I'm not pre- preaching Frank T.J. Mackey. I really think no, I, I'm, I'm preaching something Nicer. No, you, you don't. You've said nice things. Yeah. Yeah. But he, like, before we started dating, he yes. he said he let it let it slip that um, his ex girlfriend couldn't sleep with him because his penis was so big. And I was mm-hmm. like, what do you what do you mean? No way. I don't believe you because we were just friends then. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I, don't, I do not buy it. Is this a comedian? Um. Yeah, he's a, now he's a very famous YouTube comedian. We have not talked in several years because oh. uh, I ended up breaking his heart. Is but. his YouTube channel just showing his big dick? <laughs> Look at that. He, yeah, he doesn't. It doesn't. He's he's like the sweetest. Like he's such a nice like gingerbread guy. Yeah. And then he like slipped. Like I have a I have, I have an abnormally large penis. I was like oh, I don't I don't believe it. But then like a year later when we started dating. It was true, and it was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. We could barely have sex. Yeah, it was it was awful. It was really gross and heavy, and mm. like, oh, it was it was it was such <laughs> a looked, bummer. He'd get an erection. It'd look pale. It's like, are you okay? <laughs> that's uh, Kurt Metzger. That's why I asked. Kurt Metzger says that his dick is so big that his girlfriend can only do it every once in a while or whatever. Oh, yeah. You should get him on the show. He's filthy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this this has been like a, like a pretty uh, explicit show. They're not usually so really. Yeah. Well, you know, a but third anyways, of okay. my show is about sex. Like, a third, one third. <laughs> yeah, we talk about. <laughs> You've calculated it. Well, we break it into three sections. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's we never really announce it, but we always oh. start talking about comedy, which is really art, any sort of art theory. Right. Sex, which is really relationships, and then we end with God. So Uh-oh. yeah. It always ends with God, and sex is usually in the middle. We usually stick to it pretty good. So if you hit a lull, you just know you go like, are you dating somebody? So I, what I mean is I'm pretty game to talk about fucking in a way that two years ago would have deeply offended me. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I would, if, if I heard that, maybe not two years ago. Uh, when did I get divorced? Like four or five years ago? Five years ago, I would hear the things that I'm saying now, and I'd be like, that's inappropriate. But because you're being so down, open about it or because of the actual things that you're saying, the words I'm saying, uh, the candor, you know, that sort of thing talking about. But see, that's the thing is like that secrecy that like not being open about masturbation or, or sexual desires mm-hmm. or pornography turns sex into something else. When I was growing up religious and throughout my marriage, I thought I was addicted to pornography. Why? Because. You know, in order to be addicted to something, it can't just be the porn. It was like the porn and then the guilt yeah. associated. It became like a speedball, yeah. right? Yeah. The porn would be the up and then the heroin part was the guilt and the erasing the evidence and all that sort of stuff. But the second Oscar Wilde says the only way to get rid of temptation is to yield to it. And the second I stopped thinking pornography was filthy and my dick was filthy and sex was filthy, it lost its hold on me. And then I was able to identify and define, rather, my sexuality in my own terms because I had clarity. But the second, if if you're muddling it with things like guilt and shame and all that sort of stuff, you're dealing with a a new beast. You're dealing with something that's not actually sex. Right. I went through the the same thing. Is that right? Yeah. Porn addiction? Well, I thought I thought so. Like yeah. when I was in junior high and going to church all the time and very real well like it started with just 
Well, I thought I was addicted to masturbating mm-hmm. because I was doing that occasionally and then was like, oh, God, forget, please. Like, after every single time, I would say, God, I won't do this ever again. I'm so sorry. I will never do this again. And then so, would do it again. Yeah. Or like, I would watch uh, scrambled porn, mm-hmm. like after hours scrambled porn. So I thought that I was addicted to that. And See, it, it, it wasn't. It was just just like coming into a sexual time in my life. But it, where was I just the, thought it was so wrong. That's the person I'm trying to be to other people is to say that that's not wrong. Right. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Like right, you're yeah. okay. Yeah. Like you, it would be weirder. Or, you know what? And if you're not doing it, it's okay. I was just going to say it would be weirder if you weren't doing it. If you're, if you're watching scramble porn and jerking off and stuff and you're 18 or 15 or whatever, that's what you're supposed to. That's yeah. what your body wants the, yeah. your sex drive at that point especially for i can't speak for you but for me was insane so of course you were going to jerk off like yeah. four, four times a day yes but the fucking sadness of it was that i turned god this beautiful ancient idea there's a reason why god sticks around is because i think the concept does speak to something mm-hmm. that we can't really articulate mm-hmm. so there's something beautiful about the idea of a god or a spirituality or a soul and all that sort of stuff and i took that idea and that concept that survived millennium and i turned him into a jerk off lifeguard i made the let's say the creator of the universe and the, a man a, a man a god who wants me to love and be generous and and be an ambassador for peace and patience and kindness and goodness and loveliness and i took that and made it into the did you jerk off today that was all god cared about in my mind cuz that's that's the only like sin that i could think of having control over was right. whether or not i jerked off when really that, that what fucking get over it yeah. You're 15. Yeah. You're so horny. It's a wonder you do anything other than jerk off. And yeah. you're okay. And God loves you. It's so crazy thinking about masturbation, like the, the time in my life when I thought that masturbation was a sin. Yeah. Because it is super not. Like it is, <laughs> I, I think bad, evil things happen when people don't masturbate when they, when they should. Saying. Like they should absolutely. Yeah. I'm yes, you do, you, you do your, your radio interviews and you say inappropriate yeah. things. <laughs> Yeah, you become like a Which, weird monster. Which, by the monster. way, not not. Totally, I mean, I, I I didn't hear the context, but it sounded fine. I was just being more aggressive than I'm comfortable with, right? <laughs> For me, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's the the Bible is very. I, I used to think it was so funny that you, you know, true love waits. Yeah. Yes, of I course. went through the whole program. Okay, there I you made go. my parents get me a promise ring, <laughs> oh, and they didn't want to. They're like, oh, this is oh, this is lame. I filled out a form that was like, I will not this yes. this or this until I'm this. Oh and- man! And if you would have seen me in high school, like sitting in that group, like no, I was a no danger yeah, me, <laughs> of having me sex. Neither. It was very easy to make me that. Neither. So, so true love waits is an abstinence program. Yes, and I remember. And see, look, I get it. As sin goes, and I'm using their term, sex being a sin for junior high and uh, senior high youth group, I get it. It's a public sin, meaning you can't have a youth group full of knocked up kids. You know what I mean? And right. you, so it's a public thing. So it's good politics to squash it. So they used to put out things like the True Love Waits Bible, meaning that there would be no footnotes at the bottom of the page. How does this relate to sex? I wish I'd love to read a True Love Waits Bible because there's like... I don't know how many. What if that program still around? I would imagine so. See you at the poll too. <laughs> <laughs> I just there's so few verses about jerking off and sex and waiting till you're married 
that I want to see how they like how how did sec how are the footnotes in Second Kings, you know <laughs> how did they relate the Levitical law to not to not fucking right. jerking off or looking at pornography? There's nothing. The only verse I remember was Onan, uh, whose brother died. This is in the Old Testament. I think it's in Exodus. Onan's brother died, and he was married in war. And it was Hebrew law that if your brother dies in war, the brother is to give his wife a son. Like you're to have sex with her and basically take over your brother's place. And that was the law. And Onan, it says, would fuck her. It doesn't say that in the Bible, but Onan would fuck her. (laughs) And then when he came, it said he'd spill his seed on the ground. So basically Onan was pulling out. And that was a sin. They talked about that. It was a sin because Uh, he was betraying the law, the Hebrew law, this weird law. And then that was one of the few verses that we took and were like, you're not supposed to spill your seed. You can't waste your seed. That's a sin. They turned that into me jerking off to fucking 90210. Yeah. Or or figure skating. (laughs) Fuck that. Uh, Who are these creative lunatics? I remember I asked my youth pastor if I was a virgin because I had masturbated. And he went, well, technically... That's what he said. He should have said, are you fucking yes, out of your of course, mind? Yeah. Of course you are. Technically. You, think you fucked your hand? He was like, ah, great, great angle. Like I can, uh, was so what a mad. bummer. It's a bummer. What it's, a bummer. I, I, but like somehow, again, that's why I get happy when I tell you that uh, of the times that I've slept with somebody that I'm not dating or whatever, or having these beautiful, uh, and by the way, when you said the guy that was like holding you tight and shit, I'm not in that guy's camp either. Okay. It is mutual cuddling and I will wait to see what they want to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just, there's no, that sounds like that's something that guy needed. Right, and I'm not yeah. there to be like, and now hold me or whatever. I'm just like not against it. You know what I mean? It's a lovely thing. It's a nice thing. Yeah. Um, I have to use the bathroom. I got a pee too. Did you meet him in on eHarmon? <laughs> you leave that joke in this episode, I swear to God. I will destroy you if you edit that. Uh, <laughs> we're we're back from a short pee break. Um with, like with you to bang. know. Yeah. That joke Pete, a bang. Pete just asked me, um, did I meet Dan on eHarmon? <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't I laugh at my own jokes? I love my jokes. No, fine that you're laughing at your own jokes. Um, That's a new term I have for masturbating, which is uh, I'm going to go like my own Facebook page. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. Like your own Facebook page. Um, Yeah. I love laughing at my own jokes. People, yeah, no, I don't think there's like no. I it's it's just because you just heard it. It's funny because you didn't laugh that hard when you said it, yeah, and then you heard it told back to you. And it was I funny. love uh, my own jokes told back to me. I really do. Oh, really? Yeah, I know that's weird. I, I I'm afraid of of coming off too arrogant or whatever, confident. And I have to be clear, that's not all the time. I don't think you're that afraid. Yeah, well, I'm not now, <laughs> but later I will be. I'll be like, whoa, geez, because we all we all have like little flare ups of uh, feeling that way or whatever, and I feel pretty good today. I don't think you should worry about it. No, I'll be okay. You're fine. You're doing you're doing great. Yeah. I think very fluffy hair. It is Jonathan Taylor Thomas level. Yeah. You see that? I have a friend who dated Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh really? Weird, right? He looks like he has a little penis. <laughs> but you know why? Because I'm picturing him as a little boy. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to well it's always I mean my friend is like thirty my friend is literally thirty. So it's weird imagining I just imagine her as a thirty year old, like with a little boy. But she oh, dated yeah. him when they were the same age. That's Not weird. when he was on the show on Home Improvement. Uh, I think it may have been. Really? I mean, they were both teenagers. They did it when, when they were teenagers. Yeah. 
That's yeah. gross. He, I had a huge crush on him. In fact, a little boy. <laughs> what a gross! I don't care if she was little; it's still a little boy. <laughs> you fucking weirdo! I don't care how old you are. If you're fucking a twelve-year-old, you're gross. <laughs> if you're also twelve, it's still gross. Uh, remember, remember how gross? Uh, well. Gross. That one got dusted real good. Um, I was just I was just um in uh London at the Heathrow Airport in the in the like Virgin Virgin Atlantic lounge mm-hmm. and I was walking to the bathroom and there someone was sitting there's like a glass partition and so you could see through the glass at what people were looking at when they were uh, with the, people are sitting like on their compute laptops, yes. like and and so you could walk by and see what was on their screen. And I just happened to walk by, and my my eyes glanced down, and I saw a man was scrolling through pictures of very young Asian boys, like catalog style, like just like just going going through. And I was like, holy shit! Oh, like no. I don't know what's crazier that you are someone who fucks. Thai boys or that you were so yeah. cool with it that you just have it like clearly people are walking behind you see you know it's it's funny that you say that because in all this sexuality is complicated right and then unfortunately we have like uh, somebody just told me they did this in the onion they did this in the onion um, which is a, an old joke of mine uh, which was but then someone also told me that Chris Rock does something similar it doesn't matter the thought is <laughs> Uh, I literally am grateful that I'm not attracted to children. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I'm grateful that I'm not attracted to a lot of things that are kind of like beyond my control. Let's name some things. Here you know, we go. That things that to. Pete Holmes is not attracted to. Well, little boys and little girls. I mean, that that's great. That could yeah. have gone the other way is the way the joke goes. Yeah. But uh, see that. So I'm always trying to be like, what if what if we do lighten up a little bit and, uh, and, and look at sex as I'm trying to look at it and be like, Oh, like I was saying, it's lovely and it's beautiful and you feel great about your tits and I feel great about whatever (laughs) my weird ass. (laughs) And we both feel love, even though we're not necessarily traditionally like together, you're not my wife. Okay. And then we, uh, we feel good. And I'm saying that's a good thing that that's a positive ministry. That's a good way that sex can minister to Mm -hmm. you. So, okay, let's go with that and let's go green lights on that. And then I'm always joking that I, I would love to live in a, on a commune. Not necessarily in a house with other people, but I'd love to live in a neighborhood full of other people. Mm-hmm. All the people that I know and love. Uh, but then, see, then you go like, okay, you do that. And then, like, at what point does everyone just start fucking? Okay, then, then we do. And right. let's say we do. Let's just keep going with this. And then what happens is we, some of us get pregnant and have children. And then that kid turns 16, and now the fucking weird cult leader guy who's so sex positive wants to fuck a 16-year-old. A 16-year-old. Is that weird? <laughs> a 16-year-old. Yeah. Uh, for, for five pounds fifty, I don't know, two liters of beer. Uh, I'm just saying, you start getting into a weird area. If if you, if you go in and be like, whatever, what's what you want and what's expected of you? Fuck that, man. Do what you want. Well, that guy wants to fuck illegal Asian boys, right? Yeah. And he does it so much that he has to squeeze it into a layover. <laughs> In public. That's a lot of fucking tie boys. That's interesting. Well, what you're talking about is like the, I mean, they're the attitudes about sex seem to, um, I don't know, boom. I don't know if boomerang is the right term, but like during Victorian times when, when sex was so taboo, the the secret sex that people were having was was almost like grosser than the sex that we have now. Right. But then also like the, when, if you had enough money 
like later on, maybe like Edwardian times, England, like if you, if you had enough money, people just look the other way. If you're like, I'm going to have sex with a four year old. And they're like, well, you know, right. um, Chauncey. Yeah. It still yeah, happened a yeah, lot yeah. In, in certain I don't know what world. I'm trying to say about that, but it, well, it, it is interesting though. Like, where do you draw the line at just being well, that, cool and being comfortable right. with yourself? I'm I, coming from, sorry. Oh, I, see, well, I have a, I have a friend, uh, Dino Stamatopoulos, who's talked about this publicly many times, uh, friends with Dan, who is into some like pretty like dark shit. And at first when you hear about him like getting, whipped or whipping women or uh i don't know any any number of things it's uh it's it's horrifying um but yeah we think well they're both they're both they both say yes to it but still part of me is always like ah, they're saying yes but but do are they really saying yes is that a, like oh, i mean a little not- a little girl would also say but i, I mean i'm not comparing dino to a pedophile but i'm just thinking about like just like changing attitudes with what's acceptable and i have not. to think in that situation that that both parties are see, oh yeah no 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 they are yeah. totally i'm just like but there's yes of course but, see, but, kinda, but it's just because i don't see sexuality in those scenarios it's harder for me to say no dino's dino's totally of course fine, of course but, of course i kind of envy that i hear stories like that and i envy that like right. i envy the person that is like oh i i think i would like to be put in ladies underwear and, and paddled like, yeah. uh, like, I'm like, oh, well, you good, definitely know what you want for, for lunch. You. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, wow. Specific. Decisive. Yeah. And like, you're OK with having some weird thing. Now, the thing uh, the thing that I had to reconsider when I'm preaching this this level of sexuality, being OK with sex or whatever, is I'm coming from a place of of privilege. I'm a privileged person in that I'm a straight male that likes sex with like aged women and nothing right. even that crazy. But I, that's that's what's terrifying to me is what if I did want someone to shit on me? You know what I mean? Like, luckily I live in the age of Craigslist and all that stuff. You can find someone to shit on you. Sure. But like, it's it's a it's a nice place to be. It's a nice space to occupy to be like I want to do things to girls that they m- almost certainly would like done to them. You know what I mean? That's nice. It's nice kind of walking around whistling Dixie, not feeling like I have anything to hide. Yeah. I don't know where that came Certainly. from. Certainly. <clears throat> it was interesting what you're saying about um, envying people who have those specifics. Like, I, I definitely feel that way when I'm with a new boyfriend. Like, it's 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 really comforting. It's almost like my boyfriend now is very open about, like, his fetishes and whatever. But and it's 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 almost like really nice because there's a recipe or there is a. That sounds weird. That sounds no, like I'm, I'm making him a sex there's cake. A, there's I mean, a box to tick. Yeah, or like it's it's it, I I envy that because I feel like my what makes up my sexual makeup is not as I can't articulate it as well. And maybe it's because he's a little bit older than I am that he's able to do that. But I I can't say like like he is a thing for redheads and tights mm-hmm. and. Like those are two very specific things, and like when he looks at porn, he looks at tights. He looks at redheads, and it's, it's redheads like straight, in tights. Redheads in tights. Crotchless tights? Or are they not getting fucked? No, it's like no full full crotch tights. I don't go through his porn, <laughs> but um, I have seen it. I have uh, stumbled across it. But no, it's he, he'll just look at women wearing pantyhose. It's just straight up huh. pantyhose. Um. That's interesting. You know, they say that men that are into like legs and stuff like that. Yeah. 
I do not know this. I'm on the edge of my seat. What do they say? Oh, no, that they're so smart and they're going to get married to the person they're dating. Uh, that won't creep them out. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, um, Every girl I'm in a serious relationship I've broken up with, they were reading wedding magazines. And I was like, ah, check, check, please. Wow, and I'm not even, I've been married bold. before. Bold. What is, it was bold of them. But, I've never done that. I would never dare. I, I, I almost, mostly because I think I'm a little superstitious. Hmm. Never start reading a wedding magazine before. Yeah, that's not superstitious. That's smart. It, it'll freak people out if you're like, yeah. look at these wounds. No, uh, it's in the movie Crumb. Have you seen uh-huh. Crumb? Yeah. Uh, well, they're talking about Crumb had a, a leg fetish. He loved legs. Right. And they were talking about how men that love legs and, like, I guess asses as well, but probably more legs, mm-hmm. are uh, have less confidence. They look at themselves as inferior. And it goes back to looking their up to, childhood, yeah. yeah, being down by the legs, right. trying to get attention from your parents. Men, uh, and I, I would consider myself a tit guy, but, I, you know, I like everything, but tend to be more what? Confident. Because they want the tit, they want the milk, they're not fucking around. Give me the goods. I don't want your legs. What is this, a soccer match? Fucking get me up, take the <laughs> elevator to the penthouse and give me the sustenance. Right, sure. And you're not fucking well, around. Dad also loves tits and... He, he, he looks at tits, guys. He looks at mine. He looks at mine all the time. And you feel like they look great. They, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good yeah. yeah. Well, you, it, it certainly helps when you're with somebody who maybe one of the reasons why you haven't felt that women feel like you haven't felt women like feeling like weird is because you're so confident. No, that's exactly one of the. And big you make points. them feel comfortable because you, you give are... yourself a green light. You're saying like Dan's sexual, not perversions, but his tastes and being aware of them is a pleasant thing, right? People but the are most looking, pleasant thing about him is that he's super comfortable with his body, and like immediately, like the first, had, <laughs> the first time we had, I'm kidding. The first time we had sex, like <laughs> just totally, totally comfortable. Totally comfortable yeah. with his body. And because then I was and I was like, oh, okay. That's what I'm talking about. Good for you, D- Danny Harmon. What I'm saying <laughs> is, okay, better or worse, uh, and I don't want to put women and men into little pockets, but the man... The, the, <laughs> what a little man in one pocket and a little man in a woman in a little... The dick pocket. does the fucking. That's something we talk about on the show. So t- in our biology is typically, and this isn't always the case, but the guy will be, will be aggressive. He'll have some sort of alpha role typically mm-hmm. in the thing. So it's... It's our responsibility as the dick doing the fucking to set the tone and to and to be like, look, in this area, we're comfortable with our bodies and I'm comfortable with mine. And that'll be a good lead for you to follow mine. It's like girls when they go out to get pancakes. I can't not (laughs) I can't not eat my pancake. You'll be watching me and feel like a fat ass. But if we're both eating goddamn slut pancakes. It's breakfast every day. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the podcast, Pete. <laughs> I love pancakes. I do have a knack for those little uh, final Andy Rooney thoughts. Mmm, ginger. <laughs> That's it, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, check out Pete Holmes's podcast. You probably already listened to it. You made it weird um, from Nerdist. Also, um, just check out his comedy. Look at his tour dates. Um, buy t-shirts from his store. He's pretty cool. Uh, go to Twitter. He's Pete Holmes with a Z on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Post a lot of pictures of a cat. So, um, yeah. And any emails you want to send me, send to this feels terrible at gmail.com. I read all of your emails and I appreciate them. Uh, that's all, guys. Peace cakes. There's a chance your local Geico agent has the same hyper-specific taste in music as you. Yeah, I can't get enough of neo-operatic breakbeat. Do you listen to Kale Bent and the Lettuce Works? Only every day. Oh! 
But there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with insurance. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need a hip, underground music scene to do that. Local GEICO agents. Call or visit yours today.